I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn to David, my servant. I will establish your seed forever and build up your throne to all generations. Welcome to In the Bullpen, Up and Ready, a ministry of developing contenders. The call has come. You need to get up and ready now. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, we read of the Davidic covenant. Though the word covenant isn't used in that text, it is in 2 Samuel 23, 5, as well as Psalm 89, verses 3 and 4. Listen to what the New Geneva Study Bible says about this covenant with David. The theological and historical significance of the divine promise to David recorded in these verses can hardly be overestimated. Indeed, the promise of an enduring Davidic kingdom has been called the summit of the entire Old Testament. Looking back, it takes up the promises of blessing made to Abraham and his elect seed and brings them to rest on David. Looking forward, it prepares for the messianic hope that inspires Israel's faith before and after the exile in Babylon. The hope for a Messiah culminates in the coming of Jesus Christ. Hear now God's word in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 12 and 13. When your days are complete and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your descendant after you, who will come forth from you, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. As this chapter opens in the first two verses, David had a plan, and his plan was to build a house for Yahweh. The prophet Nathan said, Go! Do all that is in your mind, for the Lord is with you. But then the Lord comes and says, No. He speaks to Nathan, who in turn tells David, This isn't his task to complete. Yahweh had another plan in store. He would plant his people, give them rest, and build a house for David. Jehovah promises David three things. A house, or dynasty. A throne, and a kingdom. And three times in verses 13 through 16, we read that this house, throne, and kingdom would last forever. These promises were to be fulfilled during and after David's lifetime. The promises are unconditional. These promises never change. There was an immediate or near partial fulfillment of these promises in King Solomon. However, The full and final fulfillment is in the greater David, in the one who is greater than Solomon, the promised Messiah, King Jesus. Christ is building his church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. All who are in Christ, united by faith, are the temple, the household of God. King Jesus is on the throne. His throne and his kingdom will have no end. They are forever. 
Later in this chapter, in verses 18 through 29, we read of David's response to these glorious promises. It was a humble prayer of thanksgiving, in which David confessed his unworthiness. As those who have seen the fulfillment of this promise in and through Jesus Christ, we too should humbly recognize our unworthiness and give never-ending praise and thanksgiving to our triune God for such amazing grace. Get your eyes up, fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, and be ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Him.